0: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing thirteenth of March, twenty twenty three. We have a very long chat about the market in our farm chat this week because it's been very dramatic, big price drops, lots of volatility, and it certainly was worth having the conversation about all of it. So I've not got much to run on about the market. So I'm going to give you the prices because that's obviously vital to you all. But let's start with old crop wheat, March X Farm two hundred and ten. There are boats that are loading. People are getting less inclined to buy March. I think they're pretty well covered now. We're halfway through the month. So $210, I'd pay the same price for April. I'd pay the same price for May. So that gives you an indication of just how non-aggressive the market is. June, I'd pay $214, because it's harder to get people to sell stuff for June and July. $214 for June, $217 for July. If you look at feed barley, old crop, it's worth about $195. If you can find a buyer, it's not that wondrous at the moment, I'm afraid. Malting barley old crop has also come down, and that's about 225x, depending on the variety, etc. Some varieties are not quite so easy to shift either at the moment, but I suppose if you look at it in the terms of it is a £30 premium to feed barley still. Old crop oilseed rape, ooh, very ugly. We talk about that. So, 415, 415x for old crop rape. Yeah, let's move on to new crops. Shall we try and cheer you up? Not New crop, feed wheat, 202 delivered to one of our stores for harvest movement, which would make X Farm November 208. So, arguably below the cost of some people's production. Now, That's a debate, obviously, but it is still in the 200s and who'd have thought is, I think, the phrase. But yeah, as I say, we cover that in-depth conversation after this. Feed barley new crop, harvest 175x farm is a rough guess. No one's really going to trade it. No one's really going to talk about it otherwise. So, you know, there's a price. It's £25 under the 200 mark. It's trading largely or valued largely around £17 under the feed wheat price. Malting barley has fared not quite so badly, so new crop, harvest movement, perfect, 1.6 nitrogen, distilling variety barley, probably about 2.45x farm, and if you're trading Planet or Laureate with a 185 nitrogen, probably you would get 2.45x farm for November, so that would make probably harvest about 2.20, something like that, but yeah, so that's on a higher nitrogen basis if your nitrogens fail. An oilseed rape for new crop is the price of 420 which is a bit better than the spot value. And I suppose in great historical terms, it's a good price. But the cost of production of rape, we're told, is around £500 a tonne. So even if you have the bonus there, it isn't actually worthwhile doing oilseed rape, other than the benefits of having a break amongst all your cereals. So uh, that's all I'm going to say, because we have Ben, Ian, Josh and myself conversation with a guest appearance from young Harry Randall who works in our grain store over here who happened to come in and want to listen to how we did it so we roped him in for a few moments for his first episode And today I will just remind, it's it's too late to remind people because you're going to hear this after the event, but it's the Doing Podcast walk today. It is 50 mile hour winds, it is sleet, there's been lots of rain, certainly on the surface, it's very, very proper northeasterly freezing cold wind. And Norfolk gets really cold when it's those conditions, so it's the worst day of the entire year in terms of weather for going on a walk. And Mr. Webster said this morning, so I voted he came because he's the one who needs the fitness level. He said I was rather hoping it was going to be called off. And I said, no, a man of words and not of deeds is like a garden full of weeds. We said we're going to do it. So we're going to do it. And I have had one of the listeners text in saying or email in saying, yep, I shall be there if the weather's okay. I shall send him a text when it gets to the moment if he's not there and call him a little name. But yeah, we're going on the walk. It's a horrible day for it, but isn't that the best days to actually prove you're determined and prove you do things that you say you're going to do? I'll get over it for the next two weeks in a very hot, sunny holiday, and then in the meantime, my colleagues will entertain you, and inform you, and make you lots of money with their wise intelligence and experienced advice. Anyway, with that, see you in about three weeks' time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
2: Green Pastures Rural Consultancy are an independent firm delivering objective-led rural business advice. Drawing on practical industry experience, they help you achieve your business goals using a three-step approach. Planning and achieving confident profit margins, reducing inputs and maintaining yields, and utilising private and public sector funding streams. We are open-minded, flexible and discreet, which allows us to tailor our service to your specific needs. To organise a free, no-obligation call or visit, head to www.gprural.co.uk or email oscar.spith at gprural.co.uk.
0: Okay, this week again we're having an in-house, we were going to have a guest, but there's been such a dramatic market movement this week. It's worthy of a proper in-depth conversation. So I've got the usual crew with me, minus Joe. So I've got Ben, hello, Webby, hello, hello, and obviously Josh. So we've seen in two weeks the market on feed wheat in the UK drop on the futures forty-four pounds a ton at point of recording. Two hundred and seventeen is trading on the May futures yeah. and offered. Um,
3: Sorry, forty-four quid. You said as a drop. Oh no, it's dropped, no it hasn't, hasn't it. dropped as much as that. No, twenty-four quid well we i uh, say so fortnight ago we 24 quid yeah you're right
0: 24 quid well dramatic price drops can't do my own mental maths now excellent i was thinking 242 or whatever it was yeah right so on the basis of the surrealness we mentioned this a little while ago we stood in the office this is really strange because we're in a position where we kind of don't know what to say or do to farmers farmers don't seem to be engaging do they
3: no but i can understand the sentiment i mean it's it's easy for us to sit here because we see this bearish sentiment that it's running away and it's getting caught up in it. But we're all open to the idea that it turns around aggressively. We think that it does, but what if it doesn't?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think there's actually quite a few people that have, yeah, they're in a bit of a muddle because they've put these figures in for what they think their budget's going to be. And it's actually below quite a lot of that. And I think a lot of people are burying their heads in the sand behind that.
2: Yeah, but I also I think the trade is as you said Andrew it's surreal. The trade is with when we've spoken to is like this what is driving this? This is like we're in March, the weather's not
0: ideal well, across. Let's, the- let's go at the weather, right? We had a prediction mm. of an incredibly dry March and we had one guy that's Will Love who said ah, we have got a really cruddy potato season coming up, it's going to be wet and cold. And we kind of yeah, okay, we had Joe's polar vortex we thought isn't going to be particularly wet. But the reality of the next 14 days, having seen some rain enough to stop people doing anything, the next 14 days are cold and mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of precipitation coming, isn't there?
2: Yeah, which is, which is great for the crops. That will be good.
0: It's going to impact, though, it's going to impact planting of potatoes and knock-on effect planting of sugar beet. Although the good news, I guess, is that spring barley was put in the ground and is already coming up.
3: Yeah, in the most, yeah, I'd say it was, I'd guess it'd be 90% drilled, maybe more than that, spring barley's. Yeah,
0: and I I'd think say, it's going to come up and look reasonably good, but that yeah. when does the next task need to be done for cereals? When's the top dressing? Is that done? Are they all finished with that? Are I they, suppose. When's the next section of that? Is there any spraying that's going to be
3: held up? All of those in a couple of weeks, I'd guess, once the weather gets a bit warmer and turns around. But suppose, what we don't know, and I haven't looked at this, but weather maps, what about the rest of Europe? A friendly European correspondent was uh, showing us, or sending us some weather maps, and it has been dry over Europe. So he Ben has jumped the gun. Himself. Yeah, I
0: just recorded that because he jumped the gun and he toughed down the
1: racing. We're supposed, yeah, supposed to talk about talk about beer, and he's like, "I'm thirsty, right?"
2: Jesus! I
1: think he shook mine up. To be fair, it's gone <laughs> over the floor.
0: <laughs> Josh has opened his as well. Webby with the polite ones. That's just quick. Should we quickly do the beer check so we can say what you're drinking? Yeah, in? Yeah. And let's give Brad a shout uh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, go on. yeah.
2: Thank you to Brad.
0: Who we forgot last week who bought those beers.
2: Bought some really nice beers from the Hogsback Brewery. So I'm drinking tea, traditional English ale. Uh, oh, it's Surrey. Sorry, they're in Surrey. That's really nice. Josh, what have you got? Uh,
1: I've got a new breed of lager. It's good. Yeah, it's reasonable. Woody, what have you got?
3: Just concentrating on uh, pork at the moment. Yeah. Go on, Webby, what have you got? Um, I've got burnt milk brewery rooted in Citra. Pretty trendy um, looking can.
2: That's right.
3: Six percenter.
0: We've got an apprentice podcast person in the room, Harry, sitting down quietly learning about how it all works. Do you want a beer, Harry? You are old. Um, Yeah, um, (laughs) yeah, Harry. I feel kind of obliged because it's snowing and really soaking wet and cold outside to say how many tonnes of wheat are in C4, Harry.
2: Can you go out and
0: check? But no. I'm going to be that nice boss. You sit there and have a beer, my boy. I'll just have to guess what's in there. So <laughs> yes, uh, Anyone who's ever managed to stall understand the dynamics of that particular shitey mm-hmm. job. Right, where were we? We were about to go on to oilseed rake. No, we weren't. No, no. We not ready for We that. were still going
2: yeah. through that's weather. Why,
0: that's why you turned to drinking, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, weather.
2: We were going to stay focused on the weather for a bit because it's still not ideal in other parts of the world. Can we talk about close to home? What about
3: Europe? So, I mean, we see some weather maps, and Europe was dry, expecting a very dry spring. Yeah. You know, that was doing the rounds a bit. I haven't seen whether they've had the same weather that no, we've had. No, they've had
0: this wet that's going across now. It's going across is the it, whole Cape of Europe. Europe. And Spain's had a fair amount of
3: Which in itself is bearish, because, you know, these are favourable, okay, cold, but you know we're getting some soil moisture back in the land in Norfolk, at least.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, according to Windy, everyone's favourite. Um, Norfolk's actually one of the is the driest area in Norfolk, which is no sorry, driest area in the country which is not a shock but also one of the driest in sort of western Europe. There's a lot there is quite a lot of rain Norfolk. apart from apart from Spain, yeah. There's okay. a lot of rain coming to France and other areas. Okay. Well, there's
0: several centimetres of snow in the Midlands and the north today, okay. isn't there? And the south is wet, but we've really had the bulk of it pushed away by a kind of northeasterly wind pushing it inland. Mm. So we've missed out really, but the forecast is for tomorrow especially lots of rain. Is there? Yeah. Just a little observation about Harry and his beer opening. It's not a great start, Harry. We'll let Harry tell everyone what he's got, what he's got to drink. Cause this is his first ever mention on the uh, podcast, <coughs> so
2: Harry. Hello. So I've got a Wild Pass Double Dry Hop IPA, and I'm not usually an IPA man, but that's lovely. I
0: think he's got a great future. Thank you, Ian
1: Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you can go now, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's good. It's, I'm impressed. <laughs> Harry's got a very good voice. He's got yeah, that I'm sort sure. of calming. You know, I'm sure lots of girls are like
3: that. Webby, you're pulling a face. This beer's like treacle. It is really thick. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that the obvious, it's too
0: obvious yeah. to say that. wouldn't it? Uh, Just for the record, I've got beyond the furs. You, you said situation. to me the other day, someone Central. referred to
3: me as being very intelligent. Yeah, that, they did.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to do a deal with me uh, at the time. I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he really is. It's a good reflection on the company if they think that, isn't it? I wasn't going to tell them the truth. Anyway, no, the weather's turned wet. That hasn't, at the moment, that's not an issue. But the weather is one of the things you backed, or we backed, for it having a a likely knock-on effect to production. If it kept dry, having been dry all the way through the winter, and February the driest since 18, whenever it was, um, 1894, then it came into, if it kept dry and then it warmed up, we were going to be in real trouble when we got to early April. We were no longer in real trouble. There's moisture in the ground right, if you could have six inches with a spade, it's still dry, but there's something there for the crop to work on for the foreseeable future, and it's not going to dry out because it's going to be cold. So it's kind of plenty of moisture, and if anything, the crop is in fantastic Mm. condition. So it's a bearish weather forecast in the immediate short term for the UK, and apparently for Europe, it seems to be getting some moisture as well. So that's possibly
3: one of the influences. The the other thing about this, these rains or snow, but it's come slowly. It's not like it's been washed out and it's just run off and... Surface moisture. So we are getting some proper rain. Good rain, yeah. That stays there, yeah. Okay, so we've got snow, we've got wet, we've got cold,
0: we've got, you know, farmers worrying about putting potatoes in, sugar beet in, worrying about everything, turning a blind eye to the cereal market. Do we see the, you know, an increase
3: in sugar beet acreage? Potatoes are down. There there was a deal that hit people's desks. I don't know if this was a week, 10 days ago, but British Sugar are paying for up to three, I think it's 3,000 hectares. They were paying a special deal that is basically a, almost a land rent, it's a guaranteed price for a certain amount of tonnage regardless of the yield. And then they would pay forty pounds a tonne for anything over seventy two and that was sorry, that was assuming a yield of seventy-two tons hectare. But this was just for September lifted beat. Okay. Because so making the assumption that they're going to be short of sugar in September. Okay.
0: So the dynamic of that is why are British sugar doing their sixth price rise in a year then or whatever it is, they've gone up and up and up and up.
3: Yeah it's it's just people going like, guaranteeing some supply rubbish season yeah. people have lo- fallen out of love with it mm. broken down factory terrible haulage I can see it quite being quite attractive If someone's got some, maybe some marginal land and they can guarantee the 72 ton payment equivalent and they can get a winter cereal in behind you know it's quite attractive Yeah, yeah no I agree and certainly with oilseed yeah. rape
0: which I think is now you know seamlessly moving into that conversation yeah. oilseed rape is well,
2: uh, Hang on please all seed rape in the last week has dropped forty Euros a ton.
0: Yeah. And we're looking at it, the futures traded below five hundred Euros mm. for the May position today. Yeah. And it's free fall in a market that we don't we're completely wrong on it, aren't we?
2: Yeah. We are. And it's free fall in a market that soya beans haven't dropped. That had another bit of a rally, uh stayed firm. But that's the meal, isn't it? No, it's the soya
0: beans. Soya beans, yeah, but oil doesn't, come on.
3: Well, come on, well I think what you're getting that there is is beans are more of a meal-led market, and oil is kind of the by-product. Beans are about 20% oil. Yeah, so a greater price on soybeans means more oil available
0: somewhere down the line. I don't know, I'm, I'm no, no. Being, I, so, I, so
3: the point, I, yeah, as in crush margins, if crush margins are good and there's a very good meal price, they're going to crush health leather because they want the yeah, meal, so and then you're left with the surplus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's down the line, isn't it? It's not now,
0: is it? Yeah, I mean, the point is, if what is making oil seeds collapse as surplus of oil, obviously?
2: Well, earlier this week, the euro got very, very firm. So that pushed Matty for seed down. Mm -hmm. And then the following day, the Aussie dollar got absolutely smashed because Powell said, look, we're going to keep pushing the US interest rates up. So the US dollar got firm, it pushed the Aussie dollar down, the Australians have a huge canola crop, it made it even cheaper. It was just another hit, another hit. And then today, you know, 10 euros down on the back of, Rotterdam apparently has quite a lot of rapeseed oil sloshing about, but, you know...
0: Is this European rapeseed oil? Is this imported? No, this is European. Okay, so it's not Aussie stuff coming in, undermining everything. The Aussie
3: stuff is, some of it's already in. The the only bit that I couldn't fathom, and you and I sat down with a calculator the other day, and we were looking at the difference between the drop in canola and the motif drop. And there was, we basically brought it back to sterling, but I think it was, canola had come down about 197 quid from the top, whereas sterling terms, has come down 277 quid. Wow. And they are the same crop, they are the same crop. So to us, it just looks like the motif market's just been smashed. So speculative selling of Matif?
2: It feels
0: like it. So if that suddenly rebounded and went up €60, would we recover much in real prices for UK growers?
2: physical price, I think, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't see a like for like €60 rise in the Matif isn't going to give you 60 quid on the domestic price, but it'll give us another claw back on the price, definitely. And of course, the question now is: Well, if we see a sixty euro bounce and UK rapeseed recovers, I don't know, twenty quid, are we then going to say, right, let's have a bit of a sellout here and take advantage of it? Take advantage, <laughs> is, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Now,
0: you know, we, on old crop, that people have got bits left in their store unpriced, in our store unpriced. We said, you know, just close our eyes and pretend it isn't happening, and it's cost people money, and I'm very conscious of that. But I think probably more important is the new crop price is the same level and it is now yeah. below cost of production, isn't it? Yes. So cost of production is 500 and something. And it's currently at... Well, with 410 plus bonus, it's going to be about 450 quid, isn't it? Hmm. So it's going to make a loss. And, and the question I asked earlier on in the day is, is it still viable just to rip up the oilseed rate and put spring barley
3: in where you can get 240, 250? I think pounds. the only thing to that is the um, application of kerb which is what growers put on the crop, maybe deck through to end of Jan, something like that. If you have, then you, I think it's just cereals will be
1: um, non-viable. Okay. But. Well, I mean, we know it's happened quite a lot in Suffolk, though.
3: But I think they were the
1: dodgy crops into the winter. And if your crop looks crap, you wouldn't put curb on it. Okay, so it looks good and they're just going to hope the market goes up, in theory. Sorry, said again. For people to continue growing rapeseed, if it sorry if it looks if it looks good, so yeah. you know why what? You know, no, sorry if it time. if it looks good,
3: you can't rip it up yeah. it because if it's got a curb, it will. I think it kills any germination hopes okay. for a following crop. Okay, so rape is an utter misery. There's a good
2: utter utter misery. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think yeah, you know, absolutely. It's just like one hit after another after another. it was just like boom, boom, boom. So yeah, it's definitely what the hell. Danger is, of course, you ring farmers up and go, right, I think we should lock it out. And then it's the bloody bottom. Yeah. You know, which is always the fear in trading. That is always the fear. But it just feels, it's like, you know, Argentina, they're writing the soya bean crop down again. Well, it seems
0: very early for the crop to be at well below cost of production. Yeah. And certainly the implications ahead would be, especially with flea beetle and the various things it's done, rape becomes a very unattractive crop so that's the danger of it isn't it well it will we have the crushers doing a, a british sugar type thing and having to actually pay a bit more for it just to make sure some is grown because at the moment the risk is beginning
3: to outweigh the reward yeah but imports were readily available you know so i i mean where the rates goes back to the old-fashioned like okay the other question is what else do you grow what's your break you know, rapeseed, someone once said to me a long time ago, you know, rapeseed was never a profitable crop. It was literally a break. Maybe it goes back to that old-fashioned thought. I mean, that's a really very negative thought, I know. but
2: Although you're saying imports are relatively... They're only easily available now. I think going forward, I don't think the Aussies are going to have another bumper year. And I can't see, well, maybe Canada, but I just can't see it. Where, I don't know. It's a real... Absolutely flummoxed me, this one. And also, this week, we had our WASD report, didn't we? Yep. <sighs> what a complete non-event that was. Well, and
0: maybe people took a day to read it and then sold the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> maybe that's what's happened. Maybe that's where we're at. What the report was basically saying, if it takes something off one of the production areas, it adds it, it, it to the another. somewhere it else, like yeah year end or about 18 months after the year end they make up some sort of qualifying you know addition stroke subtraction to make it look look like it made sense just so
2: so it all balances out and (coughs) reduces any violent moves yeah one other thing that sorry caught my that webby pointed out is that spec selling in a lot of commodities is, is all the speculator guys that trade in the futures market are adding to as ian said they're adding to positions that are profitable so they've already sold it. The market's done. They're selling it again, making a bit more. I mean, you know. So when
0: it comes to profit-making time, it's everybody's trying to buy it in at the same moment and hold on to your hat. And it does feel a bit like a market that is beginning to get overdone in rape. I am not wholly convinced in wheat or other commodities. Okay, that, that yeah. is the case because we've got this corridor issue, have we not? In a few years' time, we'll go, someone will go, corridor issue? <laughs> The Grain Corridor, uh, which allows uh, Ukrainian and Russian wheat to go out to the Black Sea whilst there's Russia pounding Ukraine to death. Mm. And, and in round figures, if he agrees to allow the corridor to keep going, he benefits because
3: Russia keeps selling wheat. So I think he will do it. But but you had he had today, Lavrov was, I forget where he was on the podium, but he was being somewhere. Oh, but okay, he was, Dubai. Dubai. Thanks, Ben. But he was saying, he basically came out and said, it's one-sided only benefiting ukraine russia getting no benefit and then a deal that only benefits one party negotiations are complex i mean he's gonna that is a spin undoubtedly because it has benefited russia because there has been tonnage going out but how did you talk about the corridor we've been this is an awful thing to say we've been hoping that the corridor shuts because it could give a price rise but it bluntly for world cereal prices and kind of Feeding the world—it's not a
0: great thing, is it? Look, all of us have made those comments with the caveat that, of course, we—you know—on a human basis, it's hideous. But yeah, sure. If you, as a grain trader, if you're trying to make a profit out of your daily life, which, as I, I said earlier on, this is what we do—is futile. I think that's what I said. But it is—you know—what is it that does good to the world? You know, logistically, we move things. We're fairer to people than some of the more corporate types. We think. But the actual pricing of grain—you're trying to get a better price—is our job. And we know that a political decision by Vladimir Putin could push the price up £30 a tonne in the morning. So, yeah, I suppose we have to consider that as one of our occupational hazards or one of the major considerations, don't we? Mm,
3: yeah. it's,
0: that's a reality, however much guilt is attached to it. Well, the corridor, if it stays open, I think it will. I think he'll bluff a bit yeah. and then suddenly say he's going to feed Africa and try and make people love him. So I think it will keep going. I think it's in their interest for that to be the case. But if I was him, I'd probably, you know, do a little shimmy and say, no, I'm closing it. And then hmm. that's just after his mates have bought loads of futures and then give him the nod to say, oh, I'm going to open it again and sell the futures and take your profit. But yeah, but call me a cynic.
2: I mean, one thing I would say, with all the ag prices dropping to the levels that we're seeing now, I think the longer-term outlook for the global economy is rosy because you are taking inflation out of food. Yes, but it's not quite so rosy for our customers, is it? No, 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 I accept that, yeah. But globally, you know, and, and food price inflation was a huge concern for everyone. Mm. You know, that is now filtering out of the market.
3: Really good point. The other thing as well, but it's probably taken some of the inflation out of food, but energy's significantly down, isn't it? And gas price, oil price, yes, not as dramatic. The only problem that we've got, you know, looking at our customer based farmers, is, is they're all long of expensive inputs that were bought at a time that people were nervous. Yeah. So I, if you strip that out of it, and let's say someone, I don't know what is nitrogen coated so at, is it 450 odd quid, something like that? I don't if they were buying it now, they'd probably feel a lot better about the price of cereals. Than having paid 950, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Okay,
0: let's move on to another observation, you know. We manage a number of stores, our stock position at the moment you know, lots of the oilseed rape has actually moved, isn't it? The stuff we got on contract. Yeah, yeah. It's physically gone, which is unusual. It's early, isn't it?
2: Very early, very unusual. Great, because we're clearing stores. We're helping, you know, get those stores ready for next harvest. But I think part of the reason the rapeseed tonnage has gone early is because they're just not getting it from farm anywhere else.
0: So there is farm stock still, you think, that's going to go? I don't
2: think there's a huge amount left on farm. I think there is... I think there are still lots of merchants out there who have rapeseed in store for growers and it's just not been priced. So that's where the, the long is.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of other commodities in stock, luckily, as say, our warranted tonnage is going. Great empty sheds means we aren't blowing it and the farm stores that we rent are not having to do that. But in terms of our malting barley stocks on long-term contracts, 35% of that's gone. I mean, tactically, we've been a bit more aggressive selling it earlier this year mm. to create some space. But, you know, that's beginning to move. We've had some big lumps of of, of one of our malters has moved a, a good slug of winters and springs already, which is great. Still a big lump, 65% of it to go, but it is moving reasonably ahead of schedule. We've got some empty bins in March, which is a very unusual thing, at Aylesham, anyway. But the big stock issue for me is the one... We keep talking about and we've got to bring the subject up again, which is the futures. You know, we've still got Mm. 42,000 tonnes in stock. We've got another best part of 20,000 tonnes coming in on May the 1st. Lots of other people are going to be tendering if they've registered stores. And why on earth hasn't the rest of the grain trade registered stores? Because it's a market that's a massive premium to the actual
3: price that they end up trading. What is just maybe for a reminder for me, but also maybe the rest of the trade? What is the deadline for getting in a registration for a store ahead of tender?
0: I think it's too late for May now, so you can't do it. I'm not sure. You'd have, I can't remember. I think it's too late. We're now into March, and April is, yeah, no, I think that's too late. But there are some stores that have been registered during the year for some, yeah. from a particularly very big player who it would suck a few people in if he suddenly dropped them in, wouldn't it? And
3: there's quite a few, if you look at the list, there's quite a few stores that have the ability to tender well, they with
0: capacity. If they had the cash, they carried it from Nov to May for 16 quid, which is rent plus finance at sort of 5 or 6%. So they, that was a seriously profitable thing to do for a store. But if they've kept it right the way through to now, then there's going to be an enormous tender in May, which is incredibly bearish for May futures. I'm beginning to suspect that our podcast is a bit of an influencer, you know. Whether you like it or not, honestly, the call about the spread. You've got to refer to the spread, yeah. Yeah, but I've got to because it's like the only goal I've scored in a couple of years, isn't it? But it's a bloody good goal. It's trading at four pounds the other way now, isn't it? Between four and five, yeah. Eleven pounds swing every week is reporting a bigger and bigger spread. That's going out. It's Mm -hmm. got to go out, not because of anything other than the crazy price of May, May week futures yeah. relative to what people are selling it at yeah, delivered. Yeah. And this is, you know, I, I
3: don't know, if there are some young people listening to this. But, he, but even someone was saying to me, <laughs> basis fob-wise, we're not competitive to the tune of six, seven quid. Yeah. So UK futures are, are overpriced on that basis. Aren't now, they? Do you think this is why Rishi has got all the young people doing maths because they can't actually do it? You know, mm. they
0: can't actually realise that Futures at 217
2: you say, but, plus but every,
3: 750. So I might be trying to um, what you call support someone somewhere, but everyone sees different maths, don't they? Someone will see something somewhere else. Hang on. Let me just <laughs> do my sum <son> again. <laughs> hang right? on. I think
2: maths is maths, Ian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, no, my Sorry. No, my, my point being, everyone sees a different trade, don't they, sometimes? Did someone you, else's motivations will be different yeah, to our yeah, motivations. And we're looking at our domestic market and saying, that does not work at all, right? But as I think, and on, on paper, yeah, it doesn't. But then I think I think Ben stole your calculator, didn't
0: he? Huh? Right, <laughs> two hundred and seventeen minimum haulage. Seven. No, 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 no. I know.
2: I know that. I know that. It's three four quid wrong. Not that I'm going to jump in and defend Webby here, but he does have a point. Someone will look at that in a different way because their trading book will be slightly different. Right. Well, say they've gone and sold loads and loads of boats a month ago. Yeah owning the futures is so good. they were flat short possibly
0: why buy wheat futures it's when you can buy it because you can't buy farm cheaper. grain you can't do buy farm grain
3: i bought in the uk trade yes i know you did uh, for, but, but you can't uh, maybe readily buy the volume that you want to do it's just, the easy one don't just dismiss it's the easy one it. it's like if someone's out of flat <laughs> for, short for a long period of time they might be saying hang on that's a banker oh. it's like bang got it Let's add to your maths, right?
0: Okay, let's imagine, because the market's been trading at £2 or £1 over the futures to consumers, and the ports have been paying 2 or £3 yep. premiums, £4, yep. £4 premium. Yeah. Okay, if someone went out and said, I'm going to pay £6 premium, would they buy wheat? Yeah. Yeah, there would be £2 would. better than anybody it's else. It's better, I know, no, I, right? accept I accept that, Can anyone get haulage for £6 a tonne out of the stores? No. And what days do they pay for the wheat in the stores, 1st of May?
3: Yeah. yeah What's yeah. interest rates? Yeah, 65 pence. Right,
0: say so right. yeah. so 3% if you've yeah, got it on okay, deposit okay. at the bank, right? That's 55, yep. 60 pence a month. And on top of that, you've got rent at 4.75 pence per tonne per day. It's pound thirty a month. So you're going to lose pound yeah. thirty for May and about probably 60, 70p in. So two quid for rent, a quid 10. Yep. So that's £3.10 on top of...
3: A three, six, so we're we talking six, seven quid. It's, yeah. It's okay,
0: yeah, five yeah. quid wrong. Yeah. So regardless, if there was a magic price for someone abroad buying stuff spot above the futures price, then everyone would realise that and we'd all buy the futures anyway. It would all work. But at any point in time, I appreciate a bigger book's got to get some cover. So if someone sells, you know, 150,000 tonnes of UK wheat, you can't rely on farmers selling it to you when you phone them up. That's when they take some form of cover.
3: But even so, the maths are like... Yeah, out, out, yeah. I am very torn by this as well in terms of the basis because I was kind of like, I think the basis is losing connect to the futures in that. And the reason I say that is because farm tonnage is drying up, bluntly. And if you've got to buy something... It, it, you say that, like, yeah,
0: but today it traded at £1 over into an East Anglian home, £1 over. Yeah. That's basis, right? That stuff's got to be hauled and nobody will haul it yeah. for less than 6 7 quid. Yeah. So that means the basis X farm price is still... And there's a margin
3: for the merchant, one would hope, in there. 10 quid under? Mm. But that could be trade sorting out the May, the April, June long, rather than farmers coming on with fresh tonnage. So a merchant sold it at £1 over. Well, it hasn't been that easy to sort out your April, June position in the merchant trade. If if you haven't got future stores,
0: it hasn't. If we don't end up getting more consumption homes or there's not export out of Yarmouth, we are simply going to, I'm afraid... Everybody who happens to be the long futures yeah, position, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that in itself is a massively interesting conversation. Who is the long? Because they're going to own an awfully large amount of wheat, and I've I'm going to deliver guess. two thousand yeah, tons good, into. Oh, I've store. got a good idea. Go on I'm not going to say it, am I? Two thousand, three thousand more tons into stock. If I don't get any, you know, if I get stuff from. I don't know, Ulbr, the wettest place in the country, which gets snowed all the time. Apparently, if I get, <laughs> that's where Weber used to live, and he might be worried about the snow. Apparently, anyway, if I get we there, where am I going to take it to? It cost me tractor and trailer in here four quid. Tip it, futures price. Thank you very much. Pay me, pay me rent. Yeah. No, you can't keep it into August. Piss off. It's like you know scoring an open goal every week, isn't it? Mike, what are you going to say, Ben? You got any little? No, that's a, no, 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 no.
2: Come on, as ever, Andrew, your your maths is infallible,
0: <laughs> except for the start of this podcast. I was twenty grand.
3: Now, I've got a question for you for to completely uh, what's it sign seal and deliver the perfect call. But where does the spread go to then? Well, I think uh, you'll no, find.
0: I said in July, when someone is sitting there holding these lovely futures in my yeah. various stores, saying, "Mummy." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to go, great. can you carry it? I go, no, I've got to fill it full of malting barley next week. Piss yeah. off. And I, the penalty rents for the stores, all of our stores, except for South Pickenham are going to be enormous, because I got to get the stuff empty. And last year, with an early harvest, at this moment, harvest is also stem- looking like it's going to be early. For those of you who don't follow grain futures and x round prices and all the stuff we're running on about, I apologise, but... For those of you who are trying to learn about the trade, it's ultimately, if you live in your little new corporate world of of boxes and everything has to work, you do ultimately have to do some maths and work out exactly whether something's worth something or not. And you have to work out what happens next on the basis of those
2: facts. You're right. And also, within that, the futures is where the... Futures wheat is where you do the most learning. That's where it is happening. You learn that, you learn everything around that, as you've done, Andrew, and that's where you can start to build some good knowledge.
0: Why doesn't all merchants in this country not have future stores as a
2: backup? Why on earth wouldn't you have that as a way out? Okay, you've said this, and and you've said this for a long time, and I think you're right, but also I think more and more merchants are looking to register future stores
0: are they though
2: yes I'm not going to say any names but I know of certainly one who I know hasn't done it before but is going to start doing it look in the words of the glorious
3: chairman of Norwich City Football Club
0: where are you? let's hmm? be having <laughs> ya
3: no but as as um, one of the first things you told me but geography is one of the most important things 6% I'm not drinking that I've got to play footy tonight what score a hat trick? Sorry, no. Geography is one of the most important things with the
0: future storm, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It, but it, the it, whole of the south of England now, yeah, hasn't okay. Got so they so, have the same since our geographic HM basis are closed. Yeah, I mean, Frontier registered Chichester Grain, yeah. and they should have tended from there. I can't understand why they haven't. What on earth? Where on earth would you go to with wheat out of Chichester? Where on earth would you go? anywhere around that Kent, yeah, yeah. Sussex, right yeah. the way around Hampshire, even. You've got to drag it to get somewhere to use
3: it. We'll chuck it on a boat. Yeah, but, but why? When you, yeah, and, and, when the front market is, yeah, In yeah. this but, days
0: and age of people yeah. don't pay you on time, because the consumers with all their little lovely, we're so lovely and please invite us to the rugby for free all the time type attitude, they have like, oh, we'll pay them in 50 days now, yeah. Oh, sorry, haven't we paid you? Oops. And futures, you can't do that. Everybody has to go boom, otherwise they get their future position closed. Yeah. So it's like... You become stronger if you have that as a backup market. Mm. Can't get screwed like people do. Every We're coming... I'll put it here. This is another charity moment, right, for the grain trade. For goodness sake, sort out your long May position. If you don't want to take to tender, basically. Hang on, let's get this right. Well, at the moment, the people who are short who can't tender are probably buying it in. But if you are...
3: Long, long of it. it. Don't want to be tendered. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you really can't afford to do that, don't wait until the 20th of April to do it because you Full are going squeeze. to yeah. have to go and see your company accountant and say, I'm really sorry. I can't get out of these futures. The best bid is 190. And I've got 2,000 tons I've got to pay for next week at. Mm-hmm. And he's been giving you a kicking every week for your margin calls anyway. In the next two weeks, sort it before it gets to April, because it's going to be a bloodbath. Unless there is an incredibly strong, big... Yeah, I own yeah. all of you. I'm going to have all them. I'm not very good at maths, and I've got I've paid too much for some wheat. I could have bought cheaper, but I'm going to have the whole bloody lot. In which case, great, good. Long may the math- mathematician be in the industry. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm going to have, I'll give the mic to Josh and have a sip of beer, I think.
2: Hello. So, obviously, I mean, we're going to wish you a good holiday, aren't we, Josh?
1: Yeah, we are, yeah come back decompressed
2: yeah I've given you some of my beer
1: because you were rolling your eyes can we largely agree on something that hazy beer looks less appetising yeah. yeah and that's the thing at the moment isn't it hazy beer
2: mm. not including Guinness he's taken his time on that no he's on another one he's on a different one here, Guinness. No, you haven't opened that that's technically gone off. Anyway, so obviously, you know, Andrew, you're going to have a lovely holiday.
0: It's important that people realise that I'm making a lot of effort to get fit. So actually, cold water swimming, you know, going swimming in the cold sea in Cold water swimming March. When
2: the sea's 28 degrees.
0: Anyway, yeah, so I'm going swimming in Girls March. Girls in grass skirts. In
2: the, I don't tell Tess about that. I packed it for her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, hula hula. I'm on holiday. I'm on a really big blow it away. Yeah. Have no money left holiday. What was the time you come back? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he likes to come back halfway, yeah. <laughs> Fly by you go What happened to the company, boys? Well you yeah. got his calculator out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> which
0: you had nicked, so he did it in his head. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I did actually say, you know, so how are you gonna make money while I'm away? There
2: was a long pause, <laughs> wasn't there? <laughs>
0: I must, I don't know whether if, if anyone else in the grain trades listens to this, you look at a market on a Monday morning, you come in, what I do is a blank piece of paper like what would I do if I was completely square? I look at the chart, I look what the states are doing, I look at other you know, currency, all that stuff, and I look at it and I think, Okay, what do I feel like doing this morning? And that influences my if I have a position I will maybe react, but largely it boils down <laughs> to on any given day, what happens next?
2: Yeah, I mean your two favourite lines On any given day are, one, (laughs) how are you going to make money to all of us? And number two is, never let accountants run your business. Yeah,
0: don't get me on that. We've already been talking for 30 minutes. Absolutely. I think everybody has to come in with a blank piece of paper and say, how am I going to make money today? What exactly... Can I do to help my farmer, help my producer, help my store member? How can I help the consumer to have the product that he wants to have? And everybody ends up happy if, there's, if there is such a utopian possibility. And what exactly does need to be done? You know, who needs to clean a store out? Where are the opportunities? And, you know, you go up at a market that's £7 apart on a Monday morning just <laughs> giving you no clues, and the world's full of people who don't actually make decisions or trade anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I, I gave Choco a bid delivered Norfolk, right, the other day for some feed wheat for June, right? He said, there's no, there's no traders left, he said. He said, because I went back to a couple of people, the new breed of box-filling, box-ticking, don't-do-any-thinking types are about 12, and they did. well, where in Norfolk? And he says, no, Norfolk, it'll be a destination in Norfolk. The county. Yeah, but where? Where? Yeah, was there a country called Norfolk? Cause I've, I'll move there. <laughs> yeah, and the point being, and as luck would have it, and there is a trader, right? Dodgy Rodge. Right, Humbergrain's main new man. He stepped up to the beach and went, yeah, I'll do that." Because he's well, to a, be fair a, to him, he, he is did, a trader. He did
2: narrow down the the homes. Yeah, but yeah, right. Stoke Ferry
0: was
3: taken off, but and he's been knocking around the trade for a while. Yeah, but say. yeah, I agree with that. But he's how many years younger than me is Dodge? Mm, he's got a couple on me, I reckon. I reckon he's, oh, he's early
0: forties, forty. Yeah, right. So he's twenty years younger than me. The oh, point being, yeah. there aren't many people of that generation who've got the gumption or the you know. He just went, "Yeah, I'll have that." Boom. And it was £4 over the futures, wasn't it? Brilliant. So, again, this <laughs> the young crane trade, grow some, you know, th- actually become a trader, think about it, take a risk. Norfolk is a definitive area, you get a delivery point, if you deliver the right goods, you won't get any claims or rejections. That's it. So yeah. what's, why do you need to know where it's going? It's like, that's part of the fun and mystery. It is. When I were lad, we traded Norfolk-Suffolk. Ian, and, have you packed your bucket and
3: spade for Andrew's holiday? <laughs> <laughs> Not travelling out the suitcase.
2: <laughs>
3: you like that, won't you, Ian? But apparently if I do go in your suitcase I'd be the same size suitcase as what your wife is taking she <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable packing plans from Mrs. Doing,
0: yeah.
2: How many pairs of socks are you gonna pack, Andrew? You told me to just pack one pair who's that your brother, My your brother
0: brother yeah <laughs> probably more than one pair yeah but no look yes mrs doing is planning to pack for any eventuality including snow in a tropical island so yeah it's been a point of discussion in the doing household
3: are you going to take your special pants with
0: you yeah well i'm hoping Tess to take her special pants but yeah yeah the ones that are <laughs> less than seven years old what's your view on budgie smugglers sunbathing of budgies well, they look very strained with me wearing them, <laughs> <laughs> but that's around the waist mainly. <laughs> I think I think, that's, I think that's enough of that. That's enough, it's enough because enough of a picture. Anyway, by the time this goes out, I will be well away from here. So I've got two weeks, and I sincerely hope that you lot, in that time, trade spectacularly, and I expect great results. And you know, and I hope the where, market...
3: uh, when you get back, then, Sir Sweep, where do you think the market will be? That's a good question.
0: I think old crop wheat will be lower because the Doing Grain podcast is going to make some numbnuts do what they've got to do. And I think the new crop, I just said old would be lower, new will be... Uh, But
3: but we are talking two (coughs) weeks away, so you're not expecting any bullish momentum in the next two weeks.
0: In two weeks, it's dropped twenty-four quid.
3: So in two weeks from now, it could be twenty-four quid wrong.
0: I think that new crop futures will be two hundred and eighteen on the Nov, and I think that the old crop futures will be two hundred and ten on the May.
3: Okay. Another and, four uh, quid on the spread. If it's yeah.
0: anything like my predictions or closing my eyes on the oilseed rape, that's going to be hideously wrong. So it's up to you lot to uh, make your own mind up.
2: I was about to say you've just you've just given me his trading strategy for the next two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. You said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's time for me to pack my bag and, yeah. and head off in it. So, thanks, everybody.
2: Leaving on a jet plane.
0: Fly me. That's Ben singing. <laughs> okay.
2: Don't know when I'll be, be back,
0: back again. again. Yeah, exactly. Right. 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 with that, thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, this lot are going to be interviewing and filling you full of knowledge in the next two weeks. Thank you. Catch you later
1: thanks for listening make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on twitter we are at Dewing Grain call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk the Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich